0: but there's <laughs>
1: ff.fm <makes noise> i hate that that is like that is my go-to custom sound you know like if you're walking around and someone's like bow, 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 and you're like oh brother jill amazing um but yeah so i want to acknowledge first and foremost it is uh indigenous people's day but i i uh, feel like uh, i would never do a good service i it's something i can certainly work on but it would be a disservice to indigenous people and to music in general for me to format any kind of playlist around that. So I'll stick with what I know, which is doing nitrous you guys. Um So recently I did nitrous. Cool story, bro. But um I was, it's like fun to like, you know, you like cozy up with your box of whatever crackers, whippets, whatever. And I was, we were just kind of like round robbing songs, round Robbie, round robbing robbing okay cool on the on the radio talking um and i was like wow there's like a lot of really great music that gets even better when you're like inhaling heavy metals and choking the oxygen out of your brain you just wow so the first one the first song we heard um was liars uh from their mess album and it's You can get, if you see it on, so this is the fun thing. Like, you know, there's no more, um, like, remember those, like, uh, visualizers when you would, like, smoke weed when you were in high school and they would have, like, the lines and, like, the swirls and stuff on your screensaver or through whatever, like, Winamp or bullshit you were listening to all your stuff online? Well, if you go to YouTube.com and you put in uh, this mess, the Liars Mess album... It's got a really trippy record that it, you see on a turntable. Also added vi- added low low-fi visuals for you. You're welcome. Uh, and then followed that up with the KLF with 3 AM Eternal. And I would like to say that shout out to my partner. I love that we have this shared love of the KLF. Uh they're a very underrated underappreciated band and that song slaps when you're doing nitrous. And I did not know this until I kind of like did a deep dive on the KLF, but not only were they like weird performance artists, like kind of uh, producers. They at one point did this like weird, like proto burning man, like burned a wicker man in like 1991. They also burned a million dollars just for fun. And they're just on like so many drugs being wild. They also wrote a book, um, called the manual how to have a number one the easy way and the band Idle vice actually followed their formula and had like a huge hit so it worked i I think they had some other there's some other like bands that had minor hits but yeah klf was um sick they kind of like pioneered what they call stadium house which is like rave music that has like this really big production and a lot of like sampled kind of crowd noises, which, you know, on paper, stadium, house, rave music sounds like three things that, three great things that I don't want to listen to when you put them together. But turns out I am totally wrong as per usual. So uh, yeah, so we're going to, I'm going to try to, like I had Steve Fox on um, a couple weeks ago and it was really cool because he has like a background in actual radio. And, and he also usually uh, listen to his, his show uh, wake the F up with Steve Fox. He's awesome. Um And he really like kind of pushed me to keep these talking moments. These diet, these like diatribes that I have forever cut them a little short, pick up the pace, Jill play more music. So I'm going to attempt to, to do those things. So I'm growing, I'm learning, we're growing and learning together. So Yeah. What are your favorite songs to do Nitrous to? Do you even do Nitrous? When's the first time? So many questions, you guys. But here we go. This next one is kind of like a little entry-level, entry-level banger. Uh, I'm sure uh, in the city of San Francisco, it's kind of like, this is today's version of Fleetwood Mac Rumors album is Tame Impala. the um, Whatever that... Ball going through the waves album is this song I'll give it to him as much as Sam and Paula is kind of just like standard listening for anyone that works in tech um this song actually is really great to listen to nitrous too and actually it's, it's about doing nitrous so that that works out well they've they've planned that well uh it's called nangs which I've never heard of nitrous called nangs but I think it's like something they talk about in Australia and then after that this is kind of like a little fun trio here. So, Tame Paula. no reference to waves in the song, but the album cover has a bunch of weird waves. Then after that, we're going to listen to everybody's favorite problematic early 2000s band, Crystal Castles with Crime Wave. And I feel like if a song title has the word wave in it, you might want to earmark that as a possibly good nitrous song. And then after that, we're going to hear from Yeezy, yay, Waves. This also is a, a sleeper. I don't feel like Kanye West has ever done Nitrous. I wholeheartedly believe that. But he did make the perfect Nitrous song. So stick with me here on BFF.FM. It's Friday night. It's Die Radio. I'm going to play more music than normal and uh, see how you like it. Maybe it'll suck. Who knows?
2: The only thing that I can say about it is that I have a very good point about it. 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 I'm not going
3: Like, I ain't scared to lose a fist fight. And she grabbing on my like, she wanna see if it'll fit right. That's just the way. shine in the shade, bird can't fly in the cage, even when somebody go away, the feelings don't really go away, that's just the way.
1: nitrous song but that was pretty sick right I mean could you imagine um yeah I feel like these are all solid nitrous slaps um I want to talk about so I was actually really afraid to do nitrous the first time I remember being I think I was like 15 I used to I grew up in Modesto and I would take the Greyhound to West Oakland because I knew these like older kids that like you know like 30 of them lived in like an old victorian and i would go out there on the weekends uh because you know i'm a general Xer and my parents were like yeah sure kid just come back in time for school on monday and i remember like they were doing nitrous and it they just were like i don't know if they're being performative about it but like one person was being really dramatic like kind of like banging the back of his head on the wall i'm like ooh this looks like I'll stick with a 40 of old E and some like dirt weed. That's cool. You guys. And also like, I'm not a raver. So I had like an attitude about nitrous for a long time. And then I had a partner who inter- introduced me to the choice of nitrous one night when he like came home. I think we had gotten to a fight and he came back with like flowers and nitrous. This is a common theme in my life, by the way, I think that's kind of like the cheat code. Like If I get mad, you just to like bring me drugs and alcohol and I'm like, okay, come on. Um, and I remember specifically, uh, I don't want to name names, but a previous guest on a frequent previous guest on my show, we decided that, uh, one funny story about nitrous, I mean, funny slash not funny, which is a theme, you know, for me in general, but it was my boyfriend's birthday and we thought it would be a good idea to get a ton of nitrous and then a ton of powdered drugs. And we did, and we then, this was kind of like, I mean, that's all that's a bad idea on top of a bad idea. But then on top of that bad idea, we're also like, yo, let's watch Party Monster, right? And th- watching Party Monster, when you have like hundreds of nitrous whippets and then like your coffee table and... You have an empty bag of powdered drugs. That movie takes a dark turn and you're just right there along with it. It like went from like, this is so fun. Yeah. To like, oh God, this is an existential birthday crisis. Like, what are we doing? But you know, it's, we were all in our twenties. It was a good time, but that was the first time I did it. And it's been pretty sporadic, but I do feel like I'm uh, kind of exploring a nitrous renaissance right now, which is weird. I guess it's because I'm not drinking as much. And so I got to turn my brain off somehow. Um, so here we go. I feel like I, it's not a dialone radio show on BFF.FM with Brother Jill. Unless I play like at least one to two really dumb songs. Now, <laughs> here we go. First one is going to be from my fave. Problematic fave? Sure. Still love him. Riff Raff, Jody High Roller. Danny Dale, whatever fucking wild bullshit this fool is on now, I have to say I have loved Riff Raff uh, ever since he came out. I mean, some of his early mixtapes are just like straight, ridiculous garbage, like stream of thought, heavy Texas accent, like weird garbage. Little known fact, though, Riff Raff actually is um, his family immigrated from Germany he comes from like a weird military family and he's just like a just a he's been riffraff his whole life. Like he used to paint cars, like he did like the like you know like I don't know Mako, I don't know, like painting cars, candy paint cars. He's just always been that way. It's not an act. He's never changed. It's been really interesting to see how he's morphed and changed. He had that weird dirty bulking steroid moment which I kind of like as someone that um goes through phases of binge eating and not binge eat. I don't know. There's something about a dude gaining like a hundred pounds in six months. I'm like, been there brother. <laughs> I guess like, like appreciated that. So, and he just embraced it. He's like, yeah, I'm dirty bulk. I'm taking all steroids. I'm getting fat and buff. Anyways, this song, this next song from Riff Raff, is chop another rock, which is like this very fun I don't know if it's fun. It looks fun. It's this fun like portion of his life where he was just like partying like crazy. and he's hanging out with none other than the Bay Area's finest, Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty, who also had a goofy white boy rap career that no one gave a fuck about. Um, and they this video, like if you want like just three minutes of pure partying joy and stupidity, It's literally them just like getting dressed up to go to a club and like act weird. And that's why I kind of like loved about Riff Raff initially is he had these songs that were obviously made in like three hours and these music videos that were made in the night. And it was so immediate and so rapid and just like very fun. I just, you know, I speak highly. Um, I used to be in this band called Gay Divorce. And we actually had a song about Riff Raff and an accompanying tribute video um, and I think the greatest piece of feedback, which will never leave me is, uh, someone told me after watching the video and we were like, seriously, like in like a taqueria and I was like, yo, you want to see my new band, my band's video? And I'm like, uh, sure. AKA I can't say no. And after watching this video about the song about Riff Raff, they just like looked up the phone and they're like. This is like watching um, Tim and Eric, but just like not funny. And I was like, Thank- I don't know why. I took that as like the biggest compliment. I loved it. Okay, Riff Raff. After Riff Raff, we're going to play a band that like so many people, I had, a th- I just think the pandemic, there was something about the pandemic and the uncertainty and like horror and, and anxiety of the pandemic something about that laid this like fertile breeding ground for people to get really into K-pop. And I was one of those people and I fell in love with BTS. I still think they're great. They're amazing. Like the whole music system, music making celebrity system of South Korea is so interesting to me. I feel like they are, they've like optimized it and um, just I don't know. I I feel like they're very like, yeah, we audition for like the best looking people and then we work them into the ground and they become like eight little Michael Jackson's. I mean, you know, whatever. In the sense that they're great performers and they have high voices and they're effeminate, but they're adorable. So I loved BTS. They were like this light in the storm for me for a while. And I'll say that I don't get sick, burned on very often. Um, And I remember I was actually on a date with someone like two years back or whatever. And we were talking about like got into during the pandemic. And I remember he just like looked at me. He's like, let me guess, K-pop. And I was like, oh, my God, how did you know? Sick burn. And he's like, you're because you're a a white woman. And I was like, I'm not immune. I'm not immune. So here we go, you guys. Uh, I hope you're not chopping another rock. But if you are. If you're chopping another rock, this is a good song to, to do it to. So here we go. Riff, raff.
4: Waking up at noon, rack game, one moon. Slide like Ernest Gibbs. Stay about my business. Talking now live. Get your ass dismissed quick. Light on a safe. Born a stack of paper. 34 at a halftime. Rack gang Christian later. switch shoot about a yacht. Shows a snip of ship another pill while I take it for a Watch me like this. Watch me in my circle. Watch watch me caress your TV screen. I get (laughs) commercials.
1: Doesn't shoot through the damn roof after listening to that song. I don't know what's wrong with you. Something's wrong with your brain. And I can totally see how like we're grappling with like, oh my god, is it the end times? And then I don't know where. BTS. There's actually a sick version of that song um, where they perform it live. And like, trust and believe, these are not lazy performers. BTS. And they sing this song live and it's so good. And they're also wearing literally the cutest like Disney. You remember? I, yo, remember that line that, uh, Gucci did when they co-branded with Disney sick, adorable. Who's your favorite BTS member? Uh, what's mine? I forget. His name's like Jin. Some, I'm, I'm not even going to, uh, anyways, I like the one that looks the gayest. He's the cutest. I think to me, just, he's beautiful. He has pink hair. He has hoop earrings. He's gorgeous, gorgeous human being. Um, Anyways, yeah, BTS is, oh, here's a funny story. So I, when I went to rehab, I was like, okay, BTS, carry me through here. And I had all these like BTS stickers on my sad rehab journal. And my therapist at the time, who I thought was like a a mind wizard, you know, like I had been to all these other therapists before and, um, you know, therapists are not magical geniuses or anything they're just regular people and some are a lot smarter than others but this was like the scariest old lady therapist and she like just was really great however we were like smoking a cigarette afterwards um because you know i was in rehab so i was like that's what i'm doing i'm smoking menthols with my therapist and she noticed that i had all these bts stickers on my sad rehab journal and she was like you know that is um Korea is trying to to brainwash young Americans uh, and indoctrinate them into their culture and to adopt their views on capitalism. And that's how they're slowly doing that. And you're buying into it. And I was like, oh, like maybe you're not that smart after all. Because like, maybe that's true. But I also am like, dude, I just can't. I just can't anymore with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe not. Highly doubt it. Or as therapists like to say, When you're spiraling. Oh, here we go. This is like a PSA. This is like a tool, you guys. If you're spiraling, you say, hey, is that probable or or is that possible? Yes, it's possible that big hit media is trying to brainwash the world into adopting their cultural views in some kind of culture war. Now, is it likely? No, it's not likely. So Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Probably not, my dude. All right. Well, also, it's kind of weird because I usually play. We're in a different studio tonight. um, And we usually have, like, a little pad where you can do all our little announcements. um, Where we're like, BFF, listen to us. So I feel like maybe I should do one really quick. Okay. BFF, listen to us. Especially on TGIF. It's the best. Speaking of the best, speaking of the best, right before me, I, I feel like all the coolest, All the, I mean, everyone's cool on BFF for sure, but I feel especially blessed because I get to hang out with DJ Swerving uh, a lot of times because I walk in, I come in, actually, so I get here early so I can hang out with DJ Fun Size and listen to Maniac Mansion, and then I will stay, sometimes I go to a liquor store. Uh, or get a burrito, but most of the time I stay and I hang out with DJ Swerving on Audiosyncrasies. And these are great back-to-back shows. Uh, DJ Size has impeccable music of taste and DJ Swerving as well. And then we roll right into this two-hour um, dumpster fire that's Dialone Radio that I love so much. And thank you to BFF.fm for creating this little community of new friends. And I love that we have banded together as like TGIF. Oh, also Cheetles, who are the funniest two little people in the world. And they play amazing music on their show as well. So thank you. BFF.FM. We're the fucking best. There's my little info jingle for you guys. Okay. Now let's get into like the doing nitrous with um indie rock dudes portion of the show. Uh, So I'm from Modesto. I've mentioned that a million times. And Modesto is famous for one thing. No, not just Scott Peterson. Granddaddy. Growing up, Granddaddy blew up when I was in high school. And uh, everyone, everyone that was cool listened to Granddaddy or knew Jason Lytle or like hung out with him or whatever. And I have to say that there's a point where I was kind of like revisiting old granddaddy videos and also doing nitrous and I was like damn I like understand granddaddy a little bit better and I don't put like nitrous abuse above them I feel like they're chill dudes and they would totally rip some nitrous Um, so yeah we're going to hear granddaddy and then after that so uh, as I've mentioned you know I have a partner that he is like likes music too good good thing right anyways sometimes he does put shit on and i'm like yo dog you're so right this is blowing my fucking mind and so i had to include this one it's not the version he wants uh but it's midlake uh with uh their nitrous number one smash hit roscoe and then after that Uh, I'm going to play just like a mellow nitrous jam because, you know, acoustic guitar and nitrous, they do kind of go together, believe it or not. I'll play some Devendra Banhart. Also, funny story about Devendra Banhart. So I went to go see Devendra Banhart when he toured with Vetiver and they played the Great American Music Hall and I was with Gothic Aaron. And it was a funny show because it was so fucking mellow that everyone just sat down. So imagine the the main floor of the Great American Music Hall, but everyone seated, which was funny because then it created this like dynamic, you know, like when you're in school and it's like awkward to go to the bathroom because everyone's sitting down, kind of created that vibe. And then I try to tell this story to my partner and he's like, yo, I was there that night. I was working in the kitchen. I was like, oh, star-crossed lovers. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, crack another whip it or d- I actually feel bad uh, advocating for you to be doing nitrous um, or how about just thinking about doing nitrous through other altered states and enjoy this next hot banger hot banger from a granddaddy any day now
4: No
5: Spoken for so long Whenever I was a child, I wonder what if my name had changed into something more productive like Roscoe and Bo-
3: De tu primo Colorado con barba camburada y llena de.
1: Benjamin of Banhart. Um, all right, you guys. Dialone Radio. I'm Brother Jill. And you know what time it is. It's almost 11 o'clock. And I feel like when I was making this playlist, I was like, oh, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to like really do the spirit of a full nitrous binge. So it starts off all great, all fun. Then it takes a weird ass turn, a dark turn and uh i also thought it'd be funny to do this here look at this you know what that sound is a bunch of old empty whippets whatever there's nothing more depressing than waking up to like 500 of these around your house you feel like a great a fucking loser um that's here, neither here nor there There you go. That was my sound effects, you guys. That was a lot of high production value there. Um, Yeah, uh, let's talk about this for a second. So in my new nitrous renaissance phase that I'm having right now, it's funny that I've now developed a brand loyalty to literally the most embarrassing brand of nitrous. So, you know, when you go to like a smoke shop and you're like, hey, I want to get nitrous or whatever. Um, God, and you know what that's making me think of? is it's funny how I'll be like, well at least it's not kratom, right? Like at least I'm not like buying kratom. I feel like no judgment, but something about me there's like a hierarchy of scumbagginess and for me, which I feel, you know, again, no judgment, what you need to do to get through this this slog of a lifetime. If you got to do kratom, good on you. However, myself, I'm very glad that um, I just have like a nitrous thing and I'm not doing Kratom. But anyways, it also is very embarrassing to go into a smoke shop and you're perusing their nitrous offerings. I'll say, here's here's some advice. I would stay away from those like big, like kind of the, the big cans. Uh, we got one of those and... I was like, I'm not really getting the, the, the hit that I need from this, even though I'm doing so much of it. So I feel it like it's a low quality. Um, and didn't have like the little green guys. It's like, whatever. I don't know. My favorite brand though is called erotica. I shit you not. It's such an embarrassing thing to go in and buy, but they're literally the best ones. And. On the front of it, if you go to my Instagram page, um, which is Dialone Radio on Instagram or whatever, in my graphic for this show, this week's show, I have a a picture of this box. It's like this black box. And it has a naked woman on there with whipped cream on her nipples and like a a wet cherry graphic or whatever. And um, also, it makes me think about... There's just certain things that, like, had a time and now is kind of, like, antiquated, you know, like dryer sheets uh, or static cling. Dryer sheets I still use, but, like, static cling is not really quite the problem. It used to be quicksand and incorporating whipped cream into sex. Why was that such a big thing, like, in the 90s, early 2000s? Like, I never did that shit. That seems sticky and gross, honestly. I'm not trying to, like... I love to eat and like everybody else, I like to rub my butt, but never the twain shall meet. Like how funny is it? And is there someone out there still that's like, it's really embarrassing. I have this like weird thing. That's kind of an entry level thing that actually no one ever does. And I like to spray whipped cream on people. That's bizarre. I'm sorry that I will judge you about. I, I will fully, I but I've never encountered it. I've never encountered someone in in all my days who was like hey do you mind if we get some ready whip in the mix you know no I it's I don't really think it's a thing I think it's a myth um I also feel like you know when I was younger and I had a lot of friends in bands I don't know why I thought it was like such an egregious disrespect To for their partners to never be at their shows. I'm like, God, what's wrong with her boyfriend? Like, he's never at the show. Like, that's so shitty and unsupportive. Now I'm like, dude, please. But I do think it's sweet when my partner does listen in, um, but I keep getting these texts, and I feel like I could almost, like, make a segment of, like, Pete's cutting in. He's cutting in with some... And so uh, the first Pete text I got was um, to mention that the KLF then went on to become the Orb or Orbital um, for everyone out there that doesn't have Google or um, is curious about KLF and wants their information to be given to them audibly. Um, But no, that's, that's a good point. You know, that's a good point. And then I did not play the version that he wanted me to, which is the Wizard Sleeve Remix. Which that, as much as I love a good Borat joke, there's something about a Wizard Sleeve remix that I can't unmarry Wizard Sleeve with Borat. Um, but also, I just kind of like the other version better. It's I'm more of a guitar-based person. He's more of an electronic-based person, so I get it. I'm glad there's two different versions for us to share. But I actually wanted to play the reg- regular-ass version, and I did. Because my show and not yours. Um... I have actually recently been looking for a producer to help me with this show because I'm pretty bad at it. And there's like a lot of like little things like uh, I see other DJs doing like DJ swerving is really focused on like the time and and making smooth transitions. And then uh, DJ Fun Size has like all this like bed music, like woo, cool like theme songs and uh, Steve Fox actually was really nice and like made me some really cool assets but they're saved on my iPad which I left at my friend's house and I'm sure her kids have gotten their sticky child fingers and upload all kinds of games on my iPads. I need to get that back but I think that I would definitely um, benefit from having someone who has a dedicated technical understanding of uh, producing and also I could just like be more lazy, but my partner was like, oh, I want to do it. And I'm like, babe, literally this is, I only get four hours a week where I don't see you because I work from home. um, And I guess you could kind of say he does too. um, So it's hard, but he would be great. He really would be great. Uh, great addition. You're on BFF.fm. All right. Are you guys ready for like the dark turn in the party? I am. You know, I am. Also, I want to give you a nitrous warning. Uh, if you're going to do nitrous and watch your new favorite show, do not watch The Curse, the latest show from Nathan Fielding and Emma Stone. Um, it's already so hard to watch because it's so cringy and like guttural. Uh, but then you add a, an overlay of nitrous on it, and it is like mind bendingly uncomfortable. Which i also like but i know that i acknowledge that most people don't want to feel physically uncomfortable while they're watching um a show but i do so <laughs> uh it's a it's a as a invitation to be challenged but also a fair warning to those who maybe have a, th- a lower threshold of like deep shameful cringe which Man, I'm so glad that Nathan Fielding, Fielder, I don't know, sorry. I really like his work, but I found that um, I'm much more comfortable with him in this now dynamic of, like, this is kind of his first acting gig where this is, like, not a reality-based production. Um, There's something that's great about the reality-based production, but with this, I just feel a little bit more comfortable because I know he's, like, contained, and there's, like, a clear boundary between, like, I know I'm watching a show and everyone in that show is like consented to be in the show in the context of which they were presented the show. I feel like there's a lot of trickery that happens with him and I love it, but sometimes it does feel a little problematic because he's um, playing his mind games with people that are like, you know, lower income or people of color or like people that have small businesses that are fledgling. And I'm like, yo, you can't be punking people's uncle with like their failing computer repair store. It's just like, not cool. You got to punch up. That's the rule guys. Um, But yeah, it's this, this new show is great. It's amazing. And it's, it's very good. I think he's a great actor in that he plays exactly himself. It seems like, And I think the whole point of his humor is to uh, kind of bring forward the act of masking, like social masking, whatever. This isn't a, a comedy podcast, even though I know I'm hilarious. Okay, here we go. Are you guys ready to like get dark trippy, heavy, heavy trip situation? Here we go. I love this band. It's definitely not a band I listen to all the time, but it's like one of those, like it's like a rich meal. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I don't eat this. Every- I just eat McDonald's. I eat chicken nuggies every day. But when I'm ready to have a big steak, I'll be listening to some acid mother's temple. So cozy up to that big fucking canister of nitrous and uh, check out acid mother's temple. I saw them at bottom of the hill and they were sick and they blew my fucking mind. So here you go. Again, see, I'm a shitty producer. care acid mother's temple that was the full name of this is uh, acid mother's temple and the melting Paraiso. i don't know how to say that word ufo um uh, but colloquially known as acid mother's temple from japan and i like i mentioned i saw them at bottom of the hill which is like a very small it's kind of a smaller venue and they have a great sound system and it was so annoying to see them At that time, I mean, I'm thinking it was like early, like 2003, 2004. And, you know, they're from Japan. They don't tour North America very often. And so, you know, my partner at the time and I, it was really important for us to go. And what was so annoying is like, you know, this is a band that's coming here from Japan. They have limited English and they have like very thick accents. And they would they're very sweet and but they would say like oh thank you for coming um thanks so much little phrases and every time they said anything this like look because you have to think about like who's in the crowd right it's like me my partner and then like a bunch of like indie rock assholes basically i mean of course we're part of that i including ourselves um but I just felt like it was like weird and condescending. It was like an awkward chuckle. An awkward group chuckle. Now talk about the deepest body cringe. Have you ever been a part of an awkward group chuckle situation? And so that would happen every time they said anything. And I was just like, God. I mean, like, could you just not laugh at them? Thank you. Anyways. Acid Mother's Temple. Smoke some weed. Listen to them. They're incredible you know it's like that sure like smoke weed listen to black sabbath well just smoke weed listen to acid mother sample it's it's kind of cooler all right but we're going to continue on um this trajectory of like nitrous party gundark oh i should do like one of those uh or segue if you like music and you like friends whatever that's cool but also listen to bff.fm that was so good you guys oh my god yeah Brother Jill, Alone Radio on
2: BFF.fm.
1: You're listening to the TGIF.
3: All
1: right. This song is like a very basic entry-level song. So I don't like playing like basic entry-level songs, but sometimes it's just like you got to because they're mandatory. And so if you are on drugs, it's like a mandatory Donovan situation, right? Right? Also, I, I love that this song is in one of my favorite movies, um, which I, I guess is like a kind of a weird movie for me to like because it's just a very standard Zodiac is a sick movie. It's cool because you get to see San Francisco, like old San Francisco, old Sausalito Marin. Um, and it's just like creepy weird. And, uh, Donovan's hurdy-gurdy man freaks me out. Scary Berry. Um, so we're going to listen to, listen to take some rips off of the canister or whatever. I also love that I will do nitrous and I don't know what any of those, I know it's like a cracker is one thing and then the balloons obviously. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm like, is it a whippet? Is it a canister? Is it a, dis- I don't know, a squirty thing and a sucky thing and whatever. And a burn your hand on a cracker thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then after Donovan is also another kind of, it's not entry level, but it's expected. I'm sorry. If someone is like, hey, what t- what are your top five songs that you want to listen to on Nitrous? Well, duh, Philip Glass, um, Koyan Iskotsky. Dude, who didn't smoke weed and watch that, right? Everybody watched that in the early 2000s, right? Unless you're, I mean, you're probably not when you're five, like most people that I know. Um, But yeah, Philip Glass, Koyana Skotsky, which I'm sure I'm saying that 75% incorrectly, was a mandatory smoke weed and watch this. But also you can listen to the soundtrack and freak yourself out that way too. So let's get freaky deaky guys. Here we go. Mandatory Donovan.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thrown like a star in my vast sleep, I opened my eyes to take a peek, to find that I was by the sea. The man came singing songs of love Then when the hurdy-gurdy man came singing songs of love hurdy-gurdy, 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 gurdy hurdy-gurdy, 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 hurdy Histories of ages past Unenlightened shadows cast Down through all eternity The crying of humanity Tis then when the a good man Comes singing songs of love Then when the a good man I'm singing songs san 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 The roly poly man is singing songs of love. Roly poly, roly poly, roly poly, poly poly, Hurdy, gurdy hurdy, gurdy hurdy, 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 hurdy,
1: Brother Jill here, Dialone Radio. We just heard from No Joy, Hate Tarot Lies. And that's a, a solid drug banger for sure. I mean, in the music video, they're doing drugs and barfing everywhere. But the barf's colorful, and so it's not actual bodily fluid. So it's it's kind of it's a cool, it's a cool drug video watch. Um, no Joy, love them. So does DJ Fun Size. We have a ton of bands that we love, um, and No Joy is one of them. Also, we celebrate almost the entire Absolutely Kosher, uh, catalog as well. That's something else that we really love is that time and place and that label. Um, yes. And then before that, we heard Philip Glass with Koyan Eskatsky. Okay. I'm saying that. that one, that one's really wrong. Um, I remember uh, as I was listening to that, I was like got a flashback, which is funny because it's like our drug theme show, of like getting drunk at someone's house, and you know when you just kind of like pass, I guess it's blacking out, uh, passing out, and you and remember DVDs? They would have like that DVD menu, and if you fuck around and fall asleep with one of those on, they just infinitely loop forever, and I remember. This DVD Koyaanisqatsi was looped, so imagine that terrifying Koyaanisqatsi Sk- for like six hours, and your blood alcohol levels like point two something or whatever. Not the most pleasant thing in the world, but there are worse DVD menus to wake up to. I remember I have multiple in my mind. There's been multiple instances where I've woken up to a DVD menu, and I think one was like The Mask. That is a very annoying one. So, Philip Glass, good on you. Um, also, quite a range tonight. We got Riff Raff, BTS, Philip Glass, Acid Mother's Temple. What else could you ask for? Also, when I was listening to that Donovan song, I was like, damn, this song is so funny. Because it's almost like a comical... I guess it's like the the template of which drug songs are hence been forged from and um the funniest thing popped in my mind you know how comedy can age really bad you know if you're like watching like i like to watch like old tv on youtube because i'm old and every now and then i'll try to like watch like a a living color and it'll be kind of funny but it's also just like a, a wildly offensive like it just doesn't age well well I, in one of my classic great ideas, I decided to uh watch rewatch the s n l movie It's Pat Because um, I thought it was gonna be funny, and mostly it's just punishing and offensive, but there is this one scene uh so I'm gonna spare you like please don't get curious and feel like you have to watch It's Pat. It's actually not enjoyable um but there is a funny thing where Ween is in that movie. And there's a scene where Pat goes to a Ween concert and is backstage and, like, eats a mushroom. And then, like, all of a sudden is, like, the psychedelic, like, you know, video editing overlays. (laughs) Come on. And then they're cut short. And Ween's like, Pat, those mushrooms are from Safeway. To me, that's funny. But in that instance where it's, like, the whole sitar tie-dye out of your mind i'm like that's what that fucking donovan song is like it's like a comical drug song because it's just so classic so basic the template from which all other drug songs have been written uh even though people have been doing drugs a lot longer so in the theme of our nitrous fueled binge uh show you know that part of the night where it's last call and they put the lights on and you're like, okay, everybody try to act like everything's chill and you're not having anxiety, depression and uh, existential nihilism all at once. You kind of just need to go home. Let's put on some music. Here we go, you guys. I'm going to turn on the lights. We're going to try to like pump up some fun jams and leave on a fun note. And I think that literally it's impossible to be depressed question your life choices any the 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 soundtrack to not questioning your life choices is Giorgio Moroder. so we're gonna play Giorgio Moroder from here to eternity let's get those positive brain juices back after being choked to death by heavy metals and then after that I'm gonna be playing um a song that like I don't really necessarily enjoy listening to you know that's the key to good radio right Um, but I do feel like it's an important in the pantheon of nitrous oxide, uh, culture. And I appreciate being exposed to this. Uh, and it is definitely a snapshot in time of a very specific time and place of, I was never a raver. So I was like, never into raving because to me it involves being around a lot of people, which I'm not a huge fan of physical exertion like dancing not into and the fashion at the time which is like baby tees and like baggy pants like low slung baggy pants not flattering for my body type all right so i think during that time i was wearing just like vintage you know which feels so cringy to say like ironic t-shirts from the thrift store and like dickies for whatever eight years um so yeah wasn't great for my body type uh raving uh but anyways getting to the point i'm gonna play green velvet flash uh it's the nitrous oxide mix and you can feel celebratory of uh if there is such a thing as nitrous oxide culture i feel like this is an important respectful send-off to our show um hope you have enjoyed listening to me brother jill here on dial Alone radio on bff.fm i'll spare you my um impromptu acoustic uh bff shout out but come uh be a dj here uh volunteer you can do stuff like we have all kinds of stuff you can do right uh I'm so glad that I am a volunteer here. I've been here for a year and it's been fucking amazing. So here we go you guys. I'm going to flip on the lights. Let's not be depressed. Let's not question our life choices and let's just party and get home safely to Giorgio Moroder from here to eternity.
2: That's where she takes me I'm here to eternity With love
1: hold on you guys i was thinking while i was listening to georgia marauder and uh you know that happens okay so far uh, on my drug theme show i talked about multiple kind of like low points one waking up to a million um nitrous whippets like strewn about your bedroom not a great feeling two uh drunkenly passing out while a dvd menu is on loop especially when there's like a 30 second music loop and having to endure that uh for uh, six hours straight too. and then i recently actually had this experience which i feel like is very um on brand in some way it just feels very right for me I i was working and i didn't have time to pack a lunch And I like to just, uh, I don't know, do you do this? I like order Taco Bell, but I like to get like a couple bean burritos for later because a bean burrito cold and a bean burrito hot is like not that different. So one day I get to work and I, you know, I take my bean burrito from Taco Bell. I just throw it in like whatever bags around. But when I get, when it's time to eat lunch, I pull out my Ziploc bag and um. And there's a cold Taco Bell bean burrito from maybe like two days ago, but what really kind of ah, touched me in my sensibilities of where I was in my life, it was a Cuddybang bang bag. And if you're not familiar with Cuddybangs, bangs, please visit um, the corner of Valencia and 24th to King of Liquor, uh, where you walk in, it feels like you're in a nightclub. There's like DJ Khaled cutouts, and they have a whole wall of cuddy bangs. Uh, which are, if you're unfamiliar, it's those little like top, like floater, shooter, airplane bottles. It's like different combos of small bottles of liquor with a, a usually a mixer. And they have really funny names like Hyphy Grape, White Girl Wasted, Wet Panties. Like just gross names like that. And then you go up front and you get a styrofoam or a plastic, plastic cup full of ice. And then the the cherry on top, so to speak, is... They'll also give you like a blow pop Um, and you put the blow pop in the ice and then you pour the alcohol over it. Um, But they, the Cuddy bangs come in these Ziploc bags and it's just kind of handwritten on there. Uh, I think this one was wet panties. And so there's something special in my life to me. I get a special feeling when I unwrap my lunch and it's an old Taco Bell bean burrito in a Cuddy bang Ziploc bag. You're welcome. I just had to share that thought. You guys Thank you for another great night here at BFF.fm. I'm Brother Jill. This is Dialone Radio. And uh, this is Green Velvet with Flash and Nitrous Oxide Mix. Hey!
6: Dollars are prepared to enter club bag. Various means and methods. Anything necessary. Some things that you quite won't be accustomed to. So I've equipped each and every one of you with your own individual camera. So that you can take pictures of these bad little kitties doing these bad little things for tomorrow's So what about your $15 and prepare to enter club back? Get us ready, prepare to flash.